Welcome back to Clone Dance Party. We're doing Season 2, Episode 4, Governed, as it were, by chance. Sarah looks for answers. Helena flies the coop. Cosima gets sicker. And Allison goes to a spa. I'm Liz. I'm Janice. I'm Lynette. And I'm Harold. Welcome, Harold. Hi. Welcome back, Hi, Harold. Thanks for having me back. Absolutely. All right. Harold, we've already had you on before. Remind everybody, are you a newbie or are you a veteran? I have seen the uh, two seasons. The two full you have seasons. seen the two seasons. Okay. I have, not, I have not read the comic yet. Okay, it's fun. I like it. So, are we ready to just dive into it? Yeah, but I just want to remind you and everyone to, uh, Liz, if you could post about the comic thing on the Facebook page so we can vote on that, that'd be great. Yes, I will do that. And I probably might just do it anyway. So, um, okay. so Lynette, as our newbie, how was this episode? Oh my gosh, it was fantastic, of course. What else can I say? <laughs> it was just, there was no real light spots, but that's okay, because it was just so intense. I mean, there was a light spot with Mrs. S and Carlton. Is that his name? Yeah. yeah I mean, that's kind of, yes. a, kind of a light spot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that light is the exact <laughs> yeah, word. Well, a little bit after the choking and the uh, knife to the balls part. Yeah. After yeah, that, it got a little yeah. lighter. A little bit. For, but, for yeah, a little bit. It was, it was pretty intense. Um, you know, I, I don't know. Finding out a lot of information about Rachel and her parents, and poor, and I'm just feeling really, I'm sorry, but I'm feeling really sorry for Helena, because, you know, what they did to her was, you know, criminal. Uh, yeah, her industrial rape. Yeah, industrial rape, to all the way up into her That was a little pretty egg. big, whatever that was. What, just to what? retrieve an egg, what the hell was that? That was the egg retrieval needle. I don't know, for a cow, maybe. Not for people. Wow. Well, anyway. I, yeah, let's not get into the descriptive science of that. Yeah. But it, you do need kind of a long needle to get inside of someone, but yes. Well, it not only looked long, it looked it didn't look that thin, which is what disturbed me. <laughs> it looked like the same needle he was using, or whatever you call that thing. I don't know whether it was a needle or not. was like the same one he was using for the cow. And I it was just well going, ugh. It has to be the same one. Yeah. You just oh, they it double, uh, it really makes it double creepy. Oh, we did find out that Daniel is a Cylon because he did survive. Yes, <laughs> my point Cylon. exactly, yes. I mean, and he should not be alive. He's a nasty Cylon. If oh, he's a horrible any doubt, man. He's, he's just awful. He was just awful. He was just awful. Yay, Helena. And, you know, and I, I had to say a question, it was, and I saw it in the feedback, is, how did Cal just happen to be there? I mean, if he had Kira, and how come he was there? I, mean, I don't know. I, Cal's starting to kind of make me suspicious about stuff. Uh, what do you mean? Well, he was just, all of a sudden, he's there. Where he had Kira, and he took her somewhere, and then, then he knew where they were, and he was there at the accident all of a sudden. Yeah, it seems like he Well, he caused the accident. Right, but it, it, it seemed like a little, a little quick to, like, deposit Kira somewhere and then follow them. The only sense I could make of it was that, you know, the, 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 um, the good road, you know, wound around and the car, Cal was in this truck that could go across the fields and cut off some distance. That's the only way you could explain yeah. that. Plus, we don't know yeah. how long Sarah and Daniel were in the car, you know, so 
if you kind of play around with the timing, you know, maybe she maybe she's driving around, and uh, you know, we, we've had cuts, and and maybe she was on the road longer. And we also know where that other farm is, where Cal dropped uh, Kira off. So it's really one of those SOD moments, but uh, to use the potential gas term. But but still, there's there's enough uh, vagueness about it. I think that you can kind of give it a pass. I'm still watching him. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, everybody on this show is suspect. Everybody. Well, I do like how how Cal called her gun a murder weapon. Which it was. Mm. I mean, he's not wrong, but I just thought it was hilarious that he was like, you have a murder weapon. I didn't hear on your last podcast, uh, but I don't think you talked about uh, Cal's invention, uh, the patent that he sold. I did mention that he made the bee drones that okay. now kill people. Okay, you did mention. Okay, so he's another guy who's involved in the uh, you know propagation of species. Yes, he is. Oh, so, oh, you're right. That is totally a different way than I had ever thought to put it. Yeah, yeah. You are a smart yeah. man, there, Mister Harold. Well, it's just it's just one of those interesting coincidences, or or is it that uh, makes you wonder. Yeah, that's or right. is it? That's a really good point. Yeah. Or is it? Yes. And that was uh, interesting how she got the car with sticks and branches because, you know, hey, nobody can see it then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, this is another SOD moment because you would have to imagine that if a police officer is shot, that there's going to be all sorts of roadblocks and, and cops. Yeah, definitely. So, Janice, was it you last episode? That said that you think that Cal may have uh, originally been a monitor for Sarah? Uh, no, I don't think I said that. Was it Shane? Uh, maybe Shane. I, th- I think it. I actually think it was me, but. Oh, oh okay. okay. You. You can have credit. <laughs> Definitely. No, no, I'm just trying to remember, but I think it was me because it was one thing okay. that crossed my mind. So, but and I remember Janet saying that watching at this time, she's now more suspicious of. Cal than she was the first time, right? Um, I wouldn't. No, I wouldn't say I was suspicious of Cal. I was more suspicious about whether he was Kira's dad. Yeah. Oh. Well, whatever. Whatever. And Shane had something to say about it too. And I was like, No, Cal is just Cal. Well, whatever the heck the three of you did. <sighs> <laughs> now I don't trust Cal, and I think he is working for the initiative and. Yeah, now I'm now I'm like I'm giving him the squinty side eye every time he comes on. Like, mm-hmm, what is your deal, Mister? And I'm blaming you guys. Yeah, well, it could yeah, also I, be the like, fact that he had the unregistered van and he had a yeah. secret farm, and he knew yeah. knew was familiar with the Diet Institute. Yeah, yeah. He he was not a bit surprised by what she said. It was like, oh you oh you're after the big guns. Like, how would he even know that? You know. Well, if so. he if he, if he made a scientific project. If it, so his his project was to repopulate bees and to help bees get it on so there's more bees. Mm-hmm. That is something Dyad would have been interested in. Yeah, that's true. So so he may have known about them because they may have had something to do with his original experiments. But it and is kind also, of interesting. Uh, he was also he said that his, his uh, uh, patent was bought, I think, or taken over by the military, and now we know that the military is involved in this project, Lita. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah, no. uh, yeah, so now I'm getting all shifty about Cal. I blame you guys. Well, you know, it's just that that, that conveniently unregistered 
van all gassed up and ready to go. It's just kind of weird to me. <laughs> and the farm and everything. I don't know. Yeah. And him being there at the accident, causing the accident. Right. Well, see, I figure with where he was, there there was only so many main roads, and Daniel would have been driving down a main road. So it would have been pretty easy to just keep an eye on the main road. Right. Before we move beyond what they did to Helena, I, I guess is I just thought it was kind of interesting and not, not quite what I expected. I mean, when you see Henrik carrying Helena down at the end of the last episode, down like he's carrying her down the hall, you kind of think he was going to, uh, she was going to conceive the old-fashioned way. Yeah, he was going to consummate the marriage. Right, right? and um, yeah. I was kind of thinking, interesting, he's not choosing the fun way of doing it. No, he wants because act- for him it's not about fun. Mm. It's, he wants accuracy, he wants to. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. Pro- he probably, I don't know, he wants to get her egg and put it with the other special sperm, whoever that is. And that's what he wanted. And then he's going to implant it into poor Gracie. <laughs> yes. I, well, yeah, I got the feeling that some of those eggs were going into Gracie. Yeah. What made you guys think that? Because she's a, that's what she does. She doesn't want to be pregnant with that it things, babies. Well, of course she doesn't. Um, so speaking of Gracie and the whole it versus she, Bonnie doesn't like Helena. Did you guys catch that? I didn't get the sense that she didn't like Helena. Hendrick, you didn't get that? No. Well, I got, okay, the sense I got, I mean, I I looked for that. I looked for it. You know, I watched this twice twice a day. And I looked for it, and I thought what she was concerned about was that Helena was at the farm rather than being kept somewhere else because she, because that brought interest to the farm and, you know, with art. And she was, she was really unhappy with art being out there. Um, I mean, it could well, yes, be that, I agree could that, be that she, was... she doesn't like Helena, but I, 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 I didn't really. I, what I felt she was feeling at the time was she was just concerned about the safety of everyone, and that she, should, you know, Helena should have been brought somewhere else. I don't know that they have any other place to bring her, but that that seemed to be her concern. See, I took it as in that society, she wouldn't be able to speak up to Henrik and say, "What the hell is it doing in this house?" Or on this compound, or on our property, or whatever. Um, so I, I kind of took it as, uh, did you really need to bring her here? As a, does she really need to exist? Hmm. Do we really need to have her in our lives? I mean, look, Gracie already doesn't like her, and Gracie is your natural-born kid, and now you've married her, and like, I think that Gracie's disdain for Helena is coming from mom, but mom is better at hiding it than, you know, a teenager. Yeah, okay. I can, yeah, I can see that she'd be better at hiding it. Mm-hmm. But I, th- I think it's coming from mom. Yeah, she really, you could really tell in that whole I- exchange that she did not feel, she was really playing her role. She she did not feel she could say her mind, and she had to smile and be the dutiful yeah. wife. But you could tell that it was she was not happy. So, well, and I, uh, like, I wrote my notes, I was like, you guys need to quit forcing Gracie to help Helena. She's going to end up presenting. See, see, I told you now she's suffocating her. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm yes, sorry. I have to tell you, I was with Gracie. I know. <laughs> I actually wrote in my note in my notes. Oh, look, Janice is going to be happy. Yeah. Oh, and now she's going to be kind of sad. Yeah. <laughs> Did you think that was going to be the end of Helena? No, no, I, no. I learned my lesson. 
yeah. I knew she was faking it. I knew it. I mean, just back well, to either it, she it was faking it or it, or it was her. It was her. It was her um, healing powers or something. But I knew she wasn't gone. Yeah. Yeah, she was not gonna. No. <sighs> she has those reversed lungs. <laughs> right. Yeah. Reverse right. lungs. <laughs> so, Allison. Where are you? Do you want to go to rehab? No, no, no. Um, I was actually going to make an Amy Winehouse reference in the opening, and then I went, no, too soon. Yeah. Um, yeah. Allison's at a spa. Ooh. Nice room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really nice room, and then she's walking down the, the hall, and she sees all these people who don't look that nice, and I'm thinking... <laughs> It seems like a contradiction. Mm. Have Have you ever been to a rehab? No, I haven't. But but and I don't know. So I don't know. But it seemed to me that there are just several levels of rehab, and that Allison would have been maybe in one of the better levels. She probably was. Oh no, she's she's not going to be. She's not going to be in like the Tom Cruise level. They probably have pretty uh, good health insurance. Yeah, but that's, that's Oh, wait a second. Probably... We're in Canada, so everyone has health insurance. Yeah. I forgot about but that. But it's, it's probably paid for by their insurance. It's still going to be nice, but it's not only going to be upper-middle-class alcoholics. Okay. There's going to be people shaving their armpits. Yeah. And, you know, you don't know that that person shaving their armpits, their parents or whoever is, you know, fairly wealthy. They just happen to be armpit shavers. Yeah. Okay. Although I don't the know, I'm you have nurse. bathrooms in them. I don't really know why you need to you be know, standing in the middle of your room with the door open, shaving your pit. But hey, to each their own. You know, I'm a nurse, and that didn't really phase me at all because I've seen people do all kinds of stuff in different yeah, all was, over the place. Was, and I'm going like, okay, they're shaving their armpits. It's inappropriate, but you know what? I bet it was like really grossed her out. <laughs> Maybe she had a roommate. I don't know. Maybe she just likes showing off her arm hair. Weird, huh? Yeah. Or she was just lazy. Yeah, could be that. She's like, look, they gave me a razor. I can shave now. Yeah. That was the other thing that I got. Is, uh, do they usually allow you to have a razor in a rehab? I don't know. Depends on depends on the type of rehab. Oh, okay. What did uh What did Felix call it? Um, recovery. Recovery. I liked Sarah turning around. Wait, is it in rehab? <laughs> Um, yeah, so I thought that was, and Donnie is just, ugh. I mean, way to go for him for standing up to her about the kids, but then he ran out like a dog with his tail between his legs. Yeah, yeah. and if he's, I, well, he, he's scared of Allison, which I think is natural. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing, is, is that I don't really think Donnie really cares about them at all. I, I want to know why the dyad wants her in rehab. Who says dyad wants her in rehab? Well, isn't, doesn't he work for them? Well, yeah, but he's also her husband. Mm-hmm. And she agreed to it, and Felix seemed to be on the side of it, so Fee may have tried, may have helped put her there. Oh, that's true. And by the way, if she was in dyad rehab, it would be nicer, mm. and Leaky would be a part of it. That's true. Or Kasima, at the very least. Mm. Yeah, I don't think this is. I don't think this is dyad related. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I don't blame Donnie either. You know, I, I think. Uh, it's the right thing to to do what he can to make her commit to rehab after after you know the way she she was you know had reached such a downward spiral and if you have to use the kids 
as a threat, sometimes you have to do that to keep someone, uh, you know, to, to honor their commitment, to give it at least a shot. He's only talking about one week. I don't know. I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the fact that that was where he was. You know, he's such a milk toast. And then he, this is where he, this is where he uh, holds the line. I just, it just, yeah. it just drove. Well, I, I think that right Donnie is me. hanging on to a sense of normality. He, he doesn't, I don't think he sees himself as being a monitor first and foremost. I think the monitor business is a little side thing that probably, uh, that's, that's probably his, his job, uh, you know, his income and what gives him the nice house. But I think he still sees himself as, as husband. First and foremost, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah. saying he's a great uh-huh. husband, but but yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. But yeah, I, no, I'm not. I'm not questioning what you're saying. I'm just. I'm still very suspicious of him. I'm sure. I'm not sure that's where he's coming from. But you know, it, it could very well be. Well, it could be an ulterior motive that he wants to have uh, uh, a house and a family without all these, you know, negative distractions of, uh, you know, alcohol abuse and, and that you can't uh, trust Allison with the kids or, you know, not to have another yeah, affair and, with know, the neighbor. And, you know, it could be it could be as simple as, you're right, it could be something as simple as that he needs the income from Allison. And if she falls apart, then he may lose his income. You know? Yeah, that's true. You know? And I'm sure, I mean, he's lived with her and the kids all, all their lives. I'm sure he cares about them. You know, those are his kids. Yeah. All right. So, um, talking about the kids, Allison's walking up the stairs with um, Yvonne, the uh, uh-huh. whatever, whatever, I don't know what you'd call her role. And She'd be a counselor. The counselor. And, the, and she's saying, okay, you, any meds you take, regular medication you take, you have to take at the front desk, and we have to see you do it. And she said, I don't take any. And then the woman says, not even birth control. And Allison says, I don't need it. And she I, said, yeah, she said that's never been a that's problem. That's never been a problem. I just thought that was interesting. I was wondering why they felt they needed to put that in, whether they, you know, that was for new people watching or what, because we don't need to know that. And really, yeah. Um, it's probably I just another to, reminder. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just to solidify that Allison adopted not out of choice. Okay. And just, I think, the whole issue of, of reproduction is such a central thing in the show. Mm. Oh, yeah, so they kind of, like, put it in there for emphasis. Yeah. Yeah, just just as a friendly reminder, where do we go from here? Do we talk about art, or do we talk about the fact that they had an Internet connection out in the middle of nowhere? <laughs> we could talk about either one. <laughs> Well, I just, I don't know. Let's talk about, you know, she makes, how did, how did she hook up, you guys? Come on, somebody who knows anything about this, who did they hook up to? What, the internet? Yeah. He may have had a mobile hotspot. Oh, okay. That probably meant, that was probably it. She had the phone thing sitting by her. He may have been connected to that, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Very easily. All right. I'm just wondering, what's he doing with his RV with all this great equipment just ready to go? Yeah, me too. Because Helix lives, like, you know, in a cabin. She didn't look like it was right. all that well-equipped, but his RV certainly is. Yeah, that that RV is, is set. There was fishing gear up in there. Was all kinds of stuff. So Art's hanging around, and Helena yeah. escapes and runs by him. <laughs> and he just stands there and says, hey, hey, 
okay. <laughs> he doesn't well, look I mean, after her. <laughs> I, think, I think he was kind of shocked. I mean, he this is his first time seeing Helena. He's heard okay. about yeah. her, but this uh. is the first time he's seeing her. So, and she's fleeing from the place he's watching. Right. And so I think he was just like, I think the hey was like to himself, like, hey, yo, yo, catch up, dude. <laughs> but I, I loved okay. I loved when he went all cop on the, uh, on oh, the yeah. Prolethians. It was good. That was very good. Is he still on suspension or is he, uh, is he still an active cop? Do we know? Oh, I think he's still on suspension. So this could get him into more trouble. Oh, yeah, yeah that's true. Could, could I, I think he's officially stopped caring, and he wants – he is now a part of the Clone Club. That's right. I mean, he is. Felix said it, like, when, an episode or two below um, ago. Yeah. yeah, he said um, – I can't believe we're let, you let a cop into Clone Club. Yeah, and so he is definitely – he's definitely a part of the club now. He he knows everything, so yeah. And what's the first rule of Clone Club? You know, don't say the c word. Don't say the c word. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think he was just so shocked by Helena and the fact that she was running away from there. <laughs> and I liked Art. Oh no, I was just hiking. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, you guys aren't on private property anymore. Got permits for those guns? Oh, I yeah. loved that. That was I good. Was so good. It was so good. So one thing we didn't talk about with um, Helena and her not dying again, um, when she choked out Gracie and Bonnie finds her and Bonnie just screams Henrik, uh, I wrote down that that translates to your pet killed my kid, asshole. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, your pet. I think that's how she really views Helena is, is as one of the farm animals. Yeah, that's really what I think. And... um she was really pissed off that Gracie was choked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I must say, at the end, uh, Mark didn't look exactly too happy that Gracie wasn't doing great either. He seemed to be a little uh, a little distraught that Helena harmed Gracie. Yeah, he has a thing for Gracie. Yes, yes. Yes? I think so, yes. I thought so before. I'm not sure Maybe, Gracie... Well. She's one of them. Elena is not. Yeah, that's tr- that's very true. That's very true. So, Cosima's oh, getting sicker. Okay. Yeah. All right, go to Cosima. Cosima and Sarah, I liked them chatting on the internet. They're a little Skyping. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, and I liked, uh, yeah, this is another episode where all we get is Skype Cosima. Yeah. yeah. Well, we got a little bit of real-life Cosima with Felix. Oh, that's right. But, yeah. yeah she's, 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 she's barely in this. Yeah. Um, and I liked how Cosima was like, oh, do you know, do you know the story of the queen, of Lita the queen? And Sarah was like, no, I don't know random Greek shit. <laughs> Con man. Like, I just, I just loved how Sarah, no, I don't know your random smart stuff, Cosima. And it didn't even face Cosima. Cosima's like, oh, well, here's the story. <laughs> yeah. What I, th- what I thought was weird, though, is Cosima, she just tells the story. And then she says, it's like military speak. And I'm like, where did you get that from that story? Project. Project? Okay. Yeah. Project makes it more, because um, scientific experiments very rarely are called project whatever. Okay. That's, that's science. That's uh, military science. Okay. 
Like, if you're trying to figure out what a new drug does, it's not project boner drug. It's project, or it's testing of this specific drug. The project makes it more military. And I think they hinted at something with the Lita thing, even though our clones didn't pick it up. One is that Lita had twins. Right, I picked that up. Yeah, they didn't mention that. And that they were half god. Hmm. They weren't purely human. Right. I didn't catch that the first time. I was like, oh, Cosima doesn't know what it means, so it's not important. This time I was like, twins, half not human. Hmm. Clones, naturally born clones, and half not human. All righty then. Uh-oh. Yes. And Cosima hiding being sicker. Mm-hmm. Poor nerdy clone. Poor nerdy clone. I did like the, the fact that she was in Fee's apartment later. That she gets to spend time with Fee. Yeah. Sarah saying, yeah. you looking a little pale. That means that she notices she's getting sicker. Yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine. Yeah, no, she's I'm fine. I'm going to go hawk up a bloody lung. It's, it's yeah. whatever. Uh, one thing that Cosima, uh, another thing that she came up with, which I, I just couldn't figure out where she got this from, was where she um, hypothesizes that Amelia was going to have the uh, child for the Duncan family. Yeah, that. Where'd she get that from? I have no idea. Yeah, that is kind of a big jump. Mm. Yeah, because she doesn't say, like, me or Allison could have been. Yeah. Yeah, she says Sarah. Yeah. So I'm wondering if, because everybody's born within, like, a short period of time, right? I suppose maybe because they're in England. Could that be why? Right, but we saw... Yeah, we saw that everybody was born within, like, a month of each other, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and we had thought, I had thought Rachel, I guess we had thought Rachel was maybe born before, because we called her the pro-clone. But how could, right, she, how could she have been the pro-clone if she was born roughly at the same time? Well, she's a professional clone. Yeah. That's she what you mean? Oh, I thought it meant, like, the, the one they took. Oh, like, She was the one they cloned. Like it was her DNA. Oh, so you meant like proto clone? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I see it more as she's a professional clone. This is her her (laughs) occupation. That's her job. Yeah. It raises an interesting possibility if Cosima is correct that that uh, you know Sarah was originally supposed to be in Rachel's position. Well, I was I was thinking of it more along the lines of like Sarah's birthday is first by like she's born at the beginning of whatever month. And then Rachel was born shortly after. And then like Cosima and uh, the gal from Germany and the gal from Austria and the French girl and Jennifer and Allison. And you know what I mean? So, uh, cause I think they were all born within six weeks of each other. So Sarah may have just been the first one to go into labor. Uh, Amelia may have just been the first one to go into labor. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, I did notice that, and I thought that was a really big jump. Well, what do you make of the fact that Cosima seems to be completely wrong about um, Rachel's upbringing? I mean, Cosima... I liked that, yeah. yeah. You liked that she was wrong? Yes. Yeah. Okay, why? Because it gives more depth to Rachel. If she was right, then Rachel being uh, a cold bitch would make perfect sense but because Rachel had 
a loving life, even if she was completely self-aware the whole time. Um, now it's, now it's like, why is she such a cold bitch? Mm-hmm. Like, we still don't have all the answers about Rachel. Okay. But if, if Kasima had been right, Rachel would have been answered and that would have been the end, the end of it. Well, she had a happy life as of 1991, which is the time period of the video. That's true. Right. Right. So she had a happy childhood. Right. Or at least part of it. And so, uh, Kasima being wrong means something specific happened to Rachel, and now I want to know what that is. Right. Some, I don't have something. Rachel all figured out now. So so now that I don't have Rachel all figured out now, I'm slightly more invested in her. Right. Although we have that, that lab be, explosion. The thing is, yeah, yeah the, the, the lab exploded, so she grew up without her parents. So, I mean, that's if that's what it is, that's not all that um, different or odd, I would think. So you they, know what I mean? I that, that happens to other. That happens to kids who are not clones. Yeah, but we don't know what her life was like after the fire. Mm-hmm. I mean, it seemed like she had sort of a, um, a parental relationship with Doctor Leakey back in the season opener. So I think it's a fair assumption that he he played some role in her growing right. up, or she's tying his uh, bow tie before his presentation. If you remember that scene. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. That's very familial. Yeah, there are a lot of pieces to this puzzle. There, we're slowly getting, getting little little bits in yeah. here and there. And I did like the fact that Fee and Sarah both tried to burgle Mrs. S's house at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. And how they're both shite burglars. <laughs> and the whole time Helena was downstairs. So I guess she's Being better. Creepy. Um, yeah, and I like how Sarah or Helena referred to Mrs. S's mother. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was interesting. Like, well, she's she's Sestra's mother, so she's my mother. Oh, that's true. That's true. I wasn't sure. I was wondering if she thought that that was Amelia's house because because did she know that that was? I guess, did she know? That she knows. Was she knows house? it's Mrs. S's house. Yeah, because she kidnapped Kira from there. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think she knew that. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk more about uh, Mrs. S's light moment, <laughs> or or bright spot, a little bright spot. Uh, Carlton and uh, Mrs. S is not a shy lady. No. But can we actually go back a moment? Because there's that scene in the, in Mrs. S's house where uh, Sarah is going through the paperwork and she right. finds all these things about the Project Lita that Mrs. S had the whole time. Yeah. So she was aware of of, of, of this. She was aware of that, this something. This is her first recognition. That she, was a, well, she was aware of the Duncans, about the lab fire. Uh, so, so she, and, and so now this ties back. Amelia didn't want Mrs. S to know about that picture. So we're, we're getting a different view of, of Mrs. S. Mrs. S knew something, but I don't think she knew clones. Hmm. I think she knew experiments. Maybe some sort of like test tube babies or something, but I don't. I don't necessarily think she knew clones. Yeah, I could. I could agree with that. I, I just don't know because she's political. So I'm wondering if there's a political component to what she did. I, I don't think she would just take kids, uh, you know, across the ocean for just just uh, to help kids. I, I feel like there had to be some sort of political cause that she was in support of. Mm. Um, I think she was in support of whatever Carlton has between his legs. 
uh, because Carlton told her, child in the black is black as you can get. And she listened to him. And she tells him, I listened to you without any questions, and now I have answers. And he was like, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. So I think Mrs. S has been trying to figure this out for quite a long time uh, without letting Sarah know. Uh, On that scene with her and and Carlton, I felt like they both knew a lot more than they were saying. Yeah. I see in their their looks that they were giving each other. Yeah, but they don't completely trust each other. Oh, no. Not not at all. I mean, enough for public stand-up boinking in a hallway, but... Uh, not, well, you know, to tell each other things. Right. <laughs> Boinking. <laughs> Boinking. Boinking. Although I do think porking might have been a slightly Por- better yeah. fit there. <laughs> I think they both did. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that, was that was some dirty stand-up yeah. porking. Yeah. asked um, about his room and he was like, uh, I don't know, where you started? <laughs> oh. He was, my, my room's around the corner. What, are you shy? And she starts undoing his pants. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, all right, Siobhan, not even going to duck into the bathroom. Yeah. Take it like a woman. I just love the way she goes. So, you know, up until this point, we've seen her in, like, jeans and maybe, um, what, plaid Flannel. shirts or something. Yeah. You know, boot. Well, not a different kind of boot. Maybe, like, hiking boot kind of thing. And then she, like, she, you know, she's all dressed up with the, the boot. I know. Yeah. I, I, I said, damn, Siobhan, quite a few times during that whole scene. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she had that little impish look in her eye when she was at the bar. She knew who she was going to meet. Like, yeah, she did. Yep. And the ferryman. Uh, who is the ferryman, you guys? Yeah. What is his importance? Well, the ferryman in mythology, uh, I'm going to pull a casima here, uh, ferries people across the River Styx ah. for a coin. Mm-hmm. So a ferryman is the person who helps you transition from one life to the next. So it would be somebody who would help you re- rebuild the life in another country, I would use like that? We could we could use it like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Someone who could give you a different identity here or there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Benjamin, because she immediately tells Benjamin she needs new papers so she can get back to the U.K., and he knows immediately who she wants to go see. But Benjamin in that scene could be considered a ferryman. She right. would pay him for safe travel into a different life. Right. So, and she says, and Daniel's, I, I didn't know. I didn't know it was a trap. If you did know it was a trap, you wouldn't be alive. Yeah. I liked that. that so that good. tells us that Daniel isn't the one talking to Cylon. No, Benjamin. His name is Benjamin. Dan- Daniel's in ben- Cylon. Thank you. Benjamin isn't the one talking to Cylon. Right. I have too many quickly jotted notes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I think Benjamin's just part of that whole bird watcher thing, peoples. I don't think he has anything to do with anything else. Yeah. Um. So Sarah uh, imitates Rachel on the phone and walks into Cold Bitch Digest. Mm-hmm. <gasps> mm-hmm. <laughs> It's one of my favorite lines. <laughs> cool. Yes, I love it. <laughs> and uh, so we find out that it's Duncan, or not Duncan, Jesus. Hmm. It's, uh, this is what happens when I read ahead of my notes. It's uh, Cylon's clothes in really? the, uh, in the uh, wardrobe. Why does Cylon have extra clothes in Rachel's 
apartment? What kind of handler? I'm sorry, let me rephrase this. What exactly is he handling? Yeah. Or was he handling? Yeah. So we are. So we know for a fact those were Daniel's clothes, or they they could be anybody's clothes, right? Well, he seemed to walk in. I mean, how did he get into the place? And it seemed to me he when he was key. on the phone, he was looking at the clothes. I mean, I got the sense that he was looking for something to change into. Yeah, yeah I, th- I, I think sense. Sarah's correct. That he, he's her monitor. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. he's Rachel's he's her monitor. Paul. He's Rachel's Paul. Oh. <laughs> And, and how many in how many ways there, uh, Harold? Well, in a couple. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I think uh, I think Cylon was more than just her monitor, um, or he was exactly her monitor, as we have seen the definition of monitor grow. Yeah. Well, she, she's self-aware, so she can handpick her own monitor. Uh, I, yes, and she uh, can handpick the type of relationship they have. What exactly does self-aware mean? She's always known she was a clone part of the science experiment. Okay. How do you explain that to a kid? How do you explain to a kid that they're adopted? Well, hmm, okay. I mean, I don't think that at two they were like, you are a clone, honey. We're not your real parents. We're going to report everything you do as part of a science experiment. I think it's the same way you explain to children where, where kids come from in the first place. And then adoption and then clones. Like, I don't think she knew at three, maybe, but by six, she knew that she wasn't the only one like her. Hmm. Probably at and some point, did, uh, she Dr. Didn't come Leakey. from mommy's stomach. Probably at some point, Dr. Leakey sat her down and gave, gave her one of his patented TED Talks about how exciting yeah, and, uh, the experiment has been. No, her parents told her. Although it would be funny to see Dr. Leakey sitting her down and telling her she's a clone. I think her parents told her, I think they were really open with her her whole life that they adopted her and that she was a part of something bigger, that she wasn't the only one. There was lots of girls just like her all over the world who had parents just like her parents who were reporting back about everything, and but the other girls don't know that they're not the only one. I mean, she may not have fully realized what cloning means and stuff until she was you know, eight, nine, ten, maybe a teenager, but she grew up knowing that she didn't come into this world the way everybody else does. And I like how Sarah was ballsy enough to be like, you can't shoot me, and then still try and go for the door. <laughs> yeah. Because he can't shoot you, baby, but he can hit you and apparently tie you in the shower. And, and he can just hose you, hose you off. Yeah. And why was he cutting her behind the ear? Yeah, it that wasn't was a, visible. That was a very interesting looking scar he was giving her. I don't, I don't think that was that was just the beginning. That was just the beginning yeah. for Daniel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, he was gonna have more fun. But didn't didn't Beth have a scar on her neck or something like that? Yeah. In the same spot. In the same spot. Now, what did that's, that tell you? That's how Paul knew it wasn't her. Um, you know, Daniel, I'm glad you're gone because I think you've been a big problem the whole time. More than Rachel is aware of. Poor Leaky. I don't know. I think Rachel knew exactly what was going on because she's not a good person. I agree with that. Yeah, in my notes, um, I wrote, now the Cylon is definitely dead. I don't think she would care that he, she was, he was torturing her. No. I think Leaky might have a little bit. Well, yeah, because that's his experiment. But uh, for Rachel, it would have been about making her come 
come to terms, come to heal, come to come to Jesus, whatever term you want to use here. Yeah, I think that was his right. idea of a come to Jesus meeting. We're going to get you straightened out right now, honey. Right? Mm-hmm. And was it just me or did Helena look absolutely terrifying? <gasps> oh, my gosh. She scared me to death. Who is Who looked terrifying? Helena. Helena. Oh, bloody horrible wedding dress. Oh, yeah. You know, it's horrible. When when the music came on, I almost thought for a minute it was Speed. It didn't even dawn on me that it was going to be Helena, and I don't know why. But when the music came on, I thought, Fee surely isn't going to try to be heroic because he didn't have any kind of violence in him at all. I thought, it's going to be a disaster. He's going to end up dead. And then, then, of course, Helena shows up. So I don't know why I didn't think that it was going to be Helena to begin with. But, yeah, that was pretty That She was scary. Yeah. Well, what I thought was the most interesting thing about this thing was how scared Sarah was. That yeah, was some amazing was, acting. She you was know, she freaking out. It was incredible. She was, she was freaking out. She, you know, she, it was like, you know, she sees Helena and it's like, oh, I'm going. You know, it was like one of those going from the fire into the from the frying pan into the fire thing. Like, yeah, I am definitely going to die now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I killed you. It's a whole. It's the whole you. scene because when. When she's with Daniel at the beginning, she's tr- going through all her normal routines that she goes through. You know, you wouldn't dare hurt me. I look like Rachel, and that's not working. And then and she's she's oh, I, you're you're uh, Rachel's monitor, and that doesn't work. And she's she's totally uh, all these tricks that she's she's had in the past, and every time she's been able to get out of uh, out of all these tricky situations, and it, it wasn't working this time. And so she's so desperate. At the point when Helena shows up and thinking that she just, you know, she had killed Helena and now she's coming back for revenge. It's, it's, it's such an incredible scene. <laughs> it really is. I'm sure she thinks Helena's there to kill her, you know. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it was just, oh, she just looks so frightening. Oh. And and poor Sarah looks so scared and so confused, especially when Helena just started snuggling her. Oh, mm-hmm. I know. It was like, oh, I, she was like freaking right. out. It's a miracle. But I really felt bad for Helena when she says they took something from me. Mm. Yeah. I don't want to go back. Yeah, I felt really sad for her there, too. I'm not sure how I felt the first time around, whether I felt sad for her or not. You probably didn't. You really didn't like her. (laughs) Yeah, that was a powerful scene. Oh, my God, what kind of creep factor is it when old Heinrich is there and he's not concerned that they lost Helena? Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Uh, We have our own little miracle. Yeah, creepy. Yeah, definitely. Good thing Gracie is uh, is recovering, huh? Uh, yeah, because she would need to be ready. I just got to say that that woman can ask. I cannot. That whole scene. I got to go back to Helena and Sarah. That whole scene. It's just so amazing. Yes. So amazing. I so buy that there's two different people in there. <laughs> you know. Oh yeah. Just, and just yeah, and that, the end scene where you see you see the two of them in the shower. Yeah. yeah. Helena's resting, you know, got her arms around Sarah and re- is resting against her. Like, whoa. That is, yeah. It's crying. It's yeah. Amazing. And Sarah just looks so terrified. Yeah. Like, this is this is what it's going to be when I die. Yeah. My sister hugging me while she stabs me in the throat. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought at the very end that Sarah was crying tears of relief. Do you think you so? Think that? That, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if it's actually relief or it's just like the release of all of this horrible panic and fear, maybe. I don't know. Everything. It was just everything all all happening all at once. 
Yeah. And, and she just conveyed all these different emotions. The horror from Daniel, the horror from seeing Helena, that maybe she's safe, maybe, you know, maybe she's going to get killed, maybe she's going to get tortured. It's, it's, it's all crashing down all, all at once. It's, it's a yeah. truly remarkable scene. And it was so, when Helena was walking with the knife, so Carrie. So Carrie. Oh, it was a lot of set stuff and a lot of, like, giving us information. But it was still incredibly intense that you didn't really notice that. It wasn't, yeah. like, tedious at all. No, I thought it was a really good episode. And what do we think about the miracle moment at the end? Bonnie's, Bonnie's hallelujah looked more scared than praiseful. <laughs> well, maybe Kira can get, get, get a whole bunch of new cousins. That can be uh, the reboot. Oh, the reboot. <laughs> Hilarious. They can have a Don, like a Donnie, like a Don show. All right. So let's start off with quote. Harold, go ahead. This is uh, from Mrs. S. 20 years ago, you brought an orphan to my door. Put her in the black, you said. As black as it gets. All right. Uh, Janice. Um, <laughs> this is when... Um, Allison walks into her room with Yvonne, her counselor, and Donnie's there. And Donnie <laughs> says, um, "Yeah." Or, uh, Allison says, "No, I don't. I don't want to be with him. I don't want to be with him." And and um, she says, "He's my enabler." And <laughs> Yvonne goes, "You want? I should check his crevices." Yes. And Donnie, <laughs> yeah, Donnie sits cool. down. <laughs> it was awesome. And then she just turns around and walks out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lynette. Um, mine is just Helena. It's good to see you, sister. Yes. It's more a scene than it is about the words. My favorite is from Felix when they were burgling the house and he was giving updates. And he said, Cosima and Delphine are trapped in a transgressive lesbian geek spiral bound to end in tears. (laughs) I had to stop it and replay it like three times to make sure I got it right because I just loved it. (laughs) Transgressive lesbian geek spiral. I just loved it. Um, Okay, so... Favorite scene, Mr. Harold? Well, definitely that shower scene. I, I think that that's probably my favorite scene so far in the uh, two seasons. Just just the intensity of the performance, particularly of Sarah, uh, the shocking moment of uh, Helena, bloody wedding dress and the knife walking into the room. Just just the, how how deep the horror is uh, that Sarah you know portrays. When uh, Helena comes back in, so that's that's just it's a mind blowing scene, and uh, from a technical standpoint, from an acting standpoint, so that's definitely my favorite. All right, Janice. Yeah, I'm gonna have to go with the, that the same scene. It was it was powerful. Um, I re- and and it it was one of the favorite scenes from the first time I watched it. I did, I really remembered it. Yeah, it's a good scene, uh, Lynette. Yeah, I I think too. That was that was a very powerful scene. It really stuck out. And the, my second choice, of course, would be the one with Mrs. S and Carlton. So, <laughs> yeah, for obvious reasons. Um, all right. My favorite scene is the entire episode because there is no DeAngelis. Oh. Ah. Maybe she's off with Paul. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So let's do clones and non-clones, Harold. Well, Helena's my favorite uh, of this week. She's been through so much. Uh, as for non-clone, this is a tough one. I- I'm going to go with Gracie. I, I give her points for uh, trying to kill Helena. Just uh, <laughs> you didn't finish the job. All right, all right. Janice? My favorite non-clone was Art. I really loved the way he, uh, uh, as I said before, pulled the cop, you know, pulled the cop 
stuff on on the uh, the Prometheans. Yes. Uh, and um, my favorite my favorite clone is Sarah for the same season, same scene as Harold. But I'm going to pick Sarah instead <laughs> of. Uh, well, no, and I don't think it's because I you know because of my dislike of Helena. I, I think it's because I just. How scared Sarah looked when she saw that it was Helena was just unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, my favorite is, uh, my favorite non-clone is Mrs. S. Because I think she's my favorite non-clone character, just in general. But I really liked her in this episode. It was nice to see her in a different outfit and uh, less of a different outfit. And my favorite clone, it's a tie between Helena and Sarah. Um, ratings, Harold. Well, that shower scene just puts this one over the top for me, so I have to give this one 10 out of 10 bloody wedding dresses. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Janice. Um, okay, I, 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 I'm not ready to give anything a perfect score yet, but this was really good, so I'm going to give it 9.75 out of 10 apartments straight out of cold bitch digest. <laughs> Sorry. Took mine, you took mine. Sorry. Uh, Lynette. Uh, 10 out of 10 old VHS tapes. All right. Um, I'm going to give it, because like Janice, I'm not prepared to give it a 10 out of 10 yet. I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 pints and a pair of tits. <laughs> <laughs> I almost wrote that quote down. <laughs> Who would have thought in the beginning of this, Janice, that you and I would be so similar in our points? <laughs> Um, all right, so let's see. Okay. Hey, guys, I don't understand why Cal didn't just tell the cops about the guy that came to his house and shot the cop. I guess that would lead to questions about how Cal crashed into his car, but I feel like it would have slowed them down better than hiding, although they haven't been found, so what do I know? So they got Helena married while in that drugged state. Did the groom consummate the marriage? I didn't realize the implications of that last time. They're trying to get her pregnant, right? Oh, never mind. They did some medical procedures instead? That's no better. I'm so confused by this part of the story. Was Helena chosen over Grace to be the next wife? Is that why she tries to kill her? See, I'm all questions here. Okay, so they stole her eggs because that's okay if you're married? These guys are crazier than the scientists. I can't see a camper like that on a TV show without thinking of Buffy. Me too, Heidi. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor Allison in rehab. She really did need to go, though. She's a total mess, although she kind of has a right to be. I'm glad Felix was there for her. Good job, Art. I don't like Helena, but I don't want the crazy cult to catch her either. Sarah didn't think the situation could get worse. She is seriously terrified of Helena. I hope the clone storylines cross paths more soon. I like seeing them interact with each other. At least Helena and Sarah are now together again. Until next time, Heidi. And poor Cal, he's swept up in clone club and doesn't even know what's going on. Why does he have a camper not registered to him? Why is he ready to run? I feel bad for Gracie. Helena is in a creepy bit of trouble, but she's Helena. She'll end up okay, and people will end up dead. Gracie seems to be resisting her dad's ideas, and I'm not sure that will turn out okay for her. Allison, what a wake-up call. In rehab, this is great. Also what she needs. Plus, she can't be monitored here, right? 
Oh, Gracie, trying to kill Helena? Not smart at all. Helena is too smart for you. Oh, no, what did they do to Helena? A breeding cult? I was scared of this. They think of her like the cow. And Art still can't catch Helena. <laughs> Benjamin, death, is still okay. And he knows who S knows. So he knows more than the bird watchers knew. Dang, Mrs. S, still a hottie and getting her fun. Go, Mrs. S. Sarah is so clever getting into Rachel's apartment, faking her voice. She's so good at social engineering. How did Daniel survive? Sarah learned to take vitals better. I like Cal. He has secrets, but I think we can trust him, which means he'll die at some point, most likely when we care the most about him. <laughs> Danny is scary. Yay, Helena. I love her. And that was from Nutty. Hey, everyone. Just finished, watching, just finished watching it just moments ago. Just a few thoughts. I love that Allison is in rehab. The first thing she does is call Felix. No DeAngelis in this episode. Thank goodness. Yes. How did Cal crash the car at the start of the episode? Had he timed to drop Kira off and then go back to chase them down? My God, Mrs. S is looking sexy when she meet, went to meet Carlton. So Daniel is Rachel's monitor. Well, he was until he got killed off by Helena. That was definitely an oh shit moment. And those rat bastards trying to get stuff out of Helena to make a child makes me sick. Who will be Rachel's new monitor? What more secrets? What more secrets with we find out about Mrs. S? And how will Rachel react with Daniel's death? Shame. Uh, number one, I still don't understand what makes Gracie such an outlier. The whole cult seems like it's on board with welcoming Helena into their family. So why does Gracie go against the herd? Why is she driven to murder? Even Tomas, who was uber religious and viewed Helena as an abomination, kept Helena alive for his own purposes. I feel very bad for Allison, but perhaps Felix is right. The time Allison spends drying out in recovery could be an opportunity to recalibrate and emerge healthier. We'll see if Allison agrees. Three. That's Roger Cross at Carlton. He's been in a ton of stuff, but I know him best as Curtis Manning on 24. Oddly, I love the actor, but dislike this character. Or more accurately, I don't trust this character. I want to think he's a good egg, but I feel, but it feels like Mrs. S is mixed up with some really shady characters. Four. Is there a male equivalent to Mary Sue? Because I feel like Cal would be it. Handsome, bearded, lives like a hermit, grows pot. Independently wealthy, engineering genius, good father. Dude checks all the boxes. Makes you say, Paul, who? Although I didn't watch the trem, did anyone? It's my understanding that uh, Michael Hoosman's character on that show was universally despised. But now he's on two popular genre shows. Orphan Black and Game of Thrones. Lucky son of a bitch. Number five, Helena dresses like a bride of Christ and covered in blood and stagger walking towards a bound Sarah is a terrifying image. But she killed Doral, so yay! Can Sarah and Helena please be friends? I want them to be friends. I want more scenes of Helena eating things with her sestra. <laughs> Have a great week, dragsters! Matt. <laughs> Thank you all for the feedback. <laughs> yeah, it's always great to watch Helena eat. <laughs> yes, and especially with her sestra. And real quick, yeah. So, yes, that is all the feedback. Thank you guys for sending in your feedback. That's the most we've had since we've started back up, and I really appreciate it. Heidi, hopefully some of your questions will get answered soon. Yeah, Shane, hopefully yours will get answered too. 
So thank you, Harold, for joining us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'll be sending in feedback in the future. Great. All right. Thank you so much. And have a good week, guys. See you next time for episode five. Yay. Thank you, guys. Bye. Bye. Good job.